Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 112 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts, Tony. And I am Lou. How are you doing today, Tony? I am well. It's another hot one. It's a scorcher. Ugh, this summer terrible. is terrible. It's been we're so in many. We're triple digits today. We are in triple digits today, oh, as we were yesterday. And uh, it's not it's not fun. How are our friends in Texas doing this year, I wonder? Because last year, when we had a really hot summer, they had it even worse. I think it's really bad. Is it really bad? Uh, do we know what part of Texas our friends are from? Uh, I probably do, but don't remember. So. Let's try Dallas. Right. Since that's your new favorite TV show. Uh, by the way, loving the Dallas right now. Really? Yeah. I uh, I asked Amy if she wanted to watch it. She's like, no, that looks stupid. <laughs> she's just like, she's well, because there's no aliens or people dying. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's nobody dying. Um, today there's got to be somebody dying. Today it's 99. Yeah. So I think we're actually going to be hotter here today than they are in Dallas. Oh, but they have it bad the rest of the week. We cool down like on Thursday. I want to say. Oh, really? They have 100 on Friday. Now, when you say cool down, do you actually mean cool or like 94? No, like. 87. Ugh. Still, that's a big difference. Have you heard any of these like crazy stories about all these scientists who are saying that they have figured out a way that they can cool us down so that nobody has these 100-degree days? No. Well, when Pinatubo erupted and it, you know, sprayed ash all over the place, there was also, uh, I forget, like carbon, some kind of bicarbon sulfate or something like that. And the bicarbon sulfate really brings the temperature down. So they're thinking they could spray, you know, the toxic same bicarbonate. Well, it's not it's not toxic, but it's aerosol. So you're like spraying something up to cool down the earth because of our ozone issues, but the spray makes the ozone issues worse. But it could actually like cool off the that area by like 15 degrees, which That's is big. which is huge. I mean, the difference between 85 and 100 is huge. So they're trying to figure out a way to do it that they're not going to actually cause any harm to because they think they could, you know, do a lot of good for people in these really hot areas. Um, so do we have any mail? Any? Uh, uh, we have one little posting. Okay. Stritch has asked if we've been watching Longmire and if we have any thoughts. He's really enjoying it. I have not. I I, have I, not. I don't like most things Western. I'm the honest. same way and Amy's the same way. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hard sell for us. And it's like I want to see it just because Katie Sackhoff is in it. Yeah. But... Yeah, and the Lou the, Diamond Phillips. The Lou Diamond Phillips, I do like, but uh, I don't know the whole Western thing. I don't like it either. It's like never watched Deadwood. Never. I never uh, watched Deadwood. I've either. never even seen like The Unforgiven, or I mean, I've seen like Silverado and yeah. Young Guns. I don't know if those count, but I don't know either. But uh, but I didn't enjoy. Unforgiven like, was pretty good. That was like a, just a solid film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, One best picture. Yeah, that's probably why, because it wasn't a total pile of crap. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, whenever something is a Western, I just, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I really want to, what's going on? What's going on over there? Someone's crawling on the table. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't know what just happened. You can ignore the text message I sent you at uh, eight o'clock, Kelsey, or nine o'clock, whenever it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's all we got. That's it. Okay. Do you want to go right into games? Uh, yes. So what have you been playing? I have been playing Quantum Conundrum. Have I've, you continued playing? I, no, I have not gone too far into it. Okay. Uh, I played for a while. I have to tell you, I like the puzzle aspect of it, and I like trying to figure out the levels. But I find, and I never found this in Portal ever, it's tedious. Oh, really? There, there are parts where, like, you know what you have to do, but, like, timing is a big issue. And so, like, I'll do it over and over and over to try and time it right. Yeah. And, like, and, and okay, not even so much timing issue, but a movement issue as well. You know, like in Por Portal was this way too, where you're on top of something 
and uh, or if you're holding something, you know, it's. I think Portal was a little more forgiving. Like if you're on top of something, like it's a. Kind of hard to tell where you are on that platform you're on top of, right? Unless you're like looking straight down, and even right. then the, the but then but then you have to go like forward. Right. So like if you're looking straight down, you can't, you can't see where you have right. to go. Yeah, here it's a it's not as forgiving as Portal right. is. So I'm at a part now that I've I've probably spent a good half hour trying to get past, and I know what I have to do. Right. But it comes down to timing and then where I'm positioned. Right. That like it's it's frustrating. Now, again, I haven't gone too far into it, but like one of the early puzzles is that one where all the block, the safes fall down and the laser cuts them so you make a stairway to jump uh-huh. up. I am not totally certain I would have known what to do there unless you had told me. It, are you finding that there are like, what was the developer thinking kind of moments? A couple times. I did cheat once. Yeah. Online. Yeah, because, um, and, and the but other- th- the thing I looked up then, it like made total sense and I felt like an idiot. Yeah. So. Yeah, but still, I, I wouldn't mean, say it's any more. What was the developer thinking? No, I mean, no, no. Okay, I mean it's like Portal, where like you really, like you really have to assess the whole environment right. to figure out what you have to do. Right. Like I just missed something. I'm like, oh well, of course. Why would they? Why would this be there unless I had to use it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. I understand what you're saying. I did like after that part where then you go into that. There was an area where you're like on these conveyor belts and stuff, and then you sort of like fall down this chute with all this stuff flying around you. Like some of the some of the environments are really cool, but I wish it didn't have that like old adventure game cartoony look. Like that kind of bugs me for some reason. I don't know why. I do like that John Delancey narrates it though. Yeah, it the doesn't guy. bug me. Yeah, I like you know you get used to it. And yeah, like, there's humor in it too. That's kind of cartoony. So yeah, do they keep adding more and more and more and more? I'm stuff? still I'm still just heavy and fluffy to me. For me, okay, but I mean, on the there's a machine that you put those capsules in to turn those things on, right? And it also shows the control. There are two other things that we that will come up later, yet, but yeah. I haven't gotten to them yet because the part I'm at is so tedious. Do you find that since you're only heavy and fluffy, does that relate to your your real personal life too? Um, I'm a lot more heavy than I am fluffy <laughs> recently, <laughs> as of late. <laughs> Uh, I was at my heaviest that I've ever been like a week ago, and I'm a little over a week ago, and I'm like, uh, I, I just, I just can't keep doing this. I'm about at the heaviest I've ever been. Really? As well. yeah. So I started, I started just eating slower, and then just stopping eating when I start to feel a little bit full. First week, ten pounds. So I'm pretty happy that wow. I lost ten pounds in the first week. Just by like just by doing control? that. Yep, and then no snacking, like no snacking between meals. Right. And just, yeah, and just, like, stopping as soon as I start to feel full. Wow, that's great. Ten pounds in, in the first week. Now, I know that's never going to happen again because a lot of that's just, like, garbage right. weight, but um, but uh, which I think is the technical term for garbage it. Garbage weight. Garbage <laughs> weight. <laughs> I stopped eating garbage, which is not true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I just got to get my weight down. I hear you. It's not helping. <sighs> and for me, too, I'm on my feet all the time at work, and now I'm having a problem with my feet and my knees. And, like, I know my weight's part of it. Yeah. You don't. You're not heavy at all. You don't uh, look heavy at all. I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was when I lost all that weight a couple years ago. Oh, really? I mean, granted, I got down a little too thin then. Yeah. But I'm 20 pounds heavier than I was when I started this new job. Wow. Must be all the good food. Uh, the opposite. It's all the like. You know, they put food up for us, but it's always like fries and yeah. fried food and like. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm working hard and like you know. So then when I have a when I have time to eat, my options are that. Right. Right. Yeah, that doesn't help. So. That doesn't help at all. Um, 
But uh, but anyway, let's get back to video games. All right, so tell me about these other two games you've been playing. Uh, both Wait, so so would you recommend Quantum Conundrum? Because yes. I think it's fun yes. so far from what I've played. I mean, I haven't gotten as far as I just as hope you it have, doesn't but... get to the point where all the levels then become like it's the same thing over and over. Yeah. yeah. Not, not so much the same thing over and over, but where they become like it's just a matter of like, oh, I missed that by a second, and then you got to keep. Yeah, doing I, it. I'm not a huge fan of timing puzzles. Yeah. It, they're, they're, I mean, I'll tell very you, very easily frustrating. I'll tell you where I'm at right now. So, you, You'll get you'll get to this thing where they have these plates where if something's on this plate, it's got like a spring. So if something's on it and it's heavy, like the spring goes all the way down. And then if you make it light, it jumps up into the air. Like it springs it into oh, the okay. air. Oh, okay. So like it. So then those plates are slanted so you can like right. get to higher things that you can't get to without that. Right. So you'll have to stand on the, on the safe and make it heavy and then press the uh, fluffy. Right. So that it shoots you. Right. But then you have to shoot on these other things. You have to shoot back to where you were, and there's a conveyor belt, and the safe's fall in this con- conveyor belt, and there's, like, this laser that's destroying them, but you need them to put on the plates to open the door. And oh, my just, God. Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds crazy. It is. It's too much. And and it doesn't sound like you're probably towards the end of the game either. So that's Oh, like, nowhere near. That's, like, pretty early to be that crazy. Yeah. I'm probably, like, I don't know how many levels I'm in, but I'm probably only, like, an hour in. So the conundrum part is pretty accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, why don't we move to your game? Because I've played this too. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it is so- right now a free option for PlayStation Plus. Okay. So this game is called Trine 2, T-R-I-N-E. I think it's Trine. Trine? I think so. Oh, I never heard it said. I want to say it's Trine. I thought it was Trine. Oh, I, I guess I did hear it said because they were talking about what the Trine was. It's some goofy device. Oh, they it's say a- Trine? I think so, but I don't know. Whatever. It's some goofy device that is like a plot element in this. It's a side-scrolling game, but it's as far as I can tell, it's like actually 3D graphics. It's just side-scrolling, so there's no front-to-back movement. And what the game is is there are three characters, a wizard, a knight, and an archer. And each one of the characters has has two things that they can do. So the, the wizard can create these mechanical boxes, and then he can also levitate objects. And then he can only create one box at a time. So if you create a new box, the previous one is destroyed. The knight has a shield, and then he's got either a sword or a hammer. And so the sword he can use to fight off bad guys, and the hammer he can use also to fight off bad guys, but more importantly, to smash things. And then the archer can shoot a bow and arrow, and then she also has a grappling hook, which she can use to climb up things and then swing to things. So what's really cool about this game is that as you go through the the levels, you get to switch at, at will between the three characters to use their special tools and abilities to solve these puzzles that are along the way. So it's not just a side-scrolling shooting bad guys stuff. It's more puzzle solving than it is yeah. dealing with bad guys. First of all, the game is gorgeous. It uh-huh. looks really, music really nice. Sound is great. The music is great. The sound is great. The voice acting is great. Yeah. So far, every puzzle I've found has been challenging, but not like where I'm like, okay, this is just dumb. I can't figure this out. I think it is like one of the coolest little indie games I've found in a long, yeah, long time. It's really cool. And I have to say, some of the puzzles, I I thought I could do it one way, and then I did it another way, and then I went back, and you can do them in different ways. There's more than oh, one really? way to do them. Oh, that's cool. Now, so that's cool because it's 
again, it's not what was the developer thinking. Right. Now, there's one thing that I, I, I haven't, I, I've barely played this game, so I barely scratched the surface of it. There's one little thing, like, you'll get to a place where there's, like, this bubble, it looks like, and then when you get there, it starts, like, glowing. Is that just, like, an automatic save point or something? I don't remember. I haven't played since it was first available. Oh, okay, because I haven't, I haven't been able to figure out how to interact with those things at all, so I don't know what they do. But um, there are also these little, these little sort of glowing bubbles that you can catch, and they're you know some kind of bonus thing. Right. And then these little sort of beakers with the same glowing stuff in them. And you know you try to get. I all know of that those. your powers, like each of the characters' powers, can be upgraded to make their powers more powerful. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. You have to collect something to do that. Oh, okay. I I, I really haven't played in a while. Yeah, I haven't gotten there. I haven't gotten that far then. But man, I am really enjoying it so far. Like it's just so impressive. Like everything yeah. about it, it's very polished. Um, I, it's got one of the things I like about it is it. Um, on some levels, it reminded me of Zwackery. Remember that old arcade game mm-hmm. um, with the wizard? And but I like that it's kind of there's a there's um, a brevity to it that is missing. I think from a lot of games now that makes it really fun and. You know, I think a lot more family friendly than a lot of stuff that's you know that's on the right. market right now. But um, I definitely recommend it so far. I mean, again, I'm not that far into it, but I think it's really, really cool and very, very well done. Yeah, um, I agree. So, uh, In all fact, right, I should go back to it. Yeah, it's it's really neat. It's really neat, and it, it's just beautiful to look at. It's so gorgeous. Um, I've also been playing a couple games on the iPad. First, I want to talk about Amazing Alex. That's the one that's made by Rovio that makes Angry Birds. Okay. And judging by the reviews I read on iTunes, it's just they just renamed another game that was available before. They must have bought really? this other game. It was called, like, Casey's Contraptions. That's kind of weird. But, I mean, it, I never played it. So, yeah. to me, it's a new game. And I'm having fun with it. Yeah. It's Again, it's like you build these Rube Goldberg-type Right. Things. So, you know, it gives you, like, you need to do this. You need to get this over there or do this okay. to do that. And then it gives you all these little, the like, parts. parts and then, right. And then you build it. And I'm having fun with it. Now, is this one of those games where you where parts are parts? Yes, parts are parts. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing a game called Knights of the Round Cable. Do you think people will get that reference? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to explain the reference? Not really. It has to do with Chicken McNuggets, basically. <laughs> Um, Knights of the Round Cable. Okay. Uh, that's It's just a little, like, kind of platformy game where you uh, swing on this cable. There's these posts. You swing on these cable, collecting these gems, and you got to avoid the birds. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fun and yeah. totally addictive. I, I spend, like, I'll be in front of the TV, and I'll spend hours playing it. Wow. So I don't, I don't remember who it was. Was it Stritch? Someone had said that they really appreciate my uh, iPhone, iPad game. Recommendations. Recommendations. So this is a this is one for you. Wow, it's, it's that addictive. Totally huh? addictive. Is it? Uh, is I mean, can and you it's compare easy. it to anything? Or not really? Um, I'll show it to you on the break, and then you can tell me. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, all right. You want to move on to miscellaneous? Sure. All right. Uh, Michael Fassbender and his production company have recently acquired the rights for a big screen adaptation of Assassin's Creed. The Prometheus star will star in the film as well. You know what? That's a cool. I like the setting. whole setting, and you know. Did you ever hear like what the story was in Assassin's Creed? Like with the stuff that happened in the future with that pod that, because it was actually no, it's ongoing. Like it's oh, it's the same. On. It's the same story still. Well, the Assassin's Creed Two begins where you remember the girl that was working. See, I never finished the first one, so I don't know what happened. But you remember the girl that was 
there and she was kind of like on your side or something. Right. right. You and her escape that uh, escape that facility facility. Okay. And go to like her loft where her and some other rogue, you know, people who work there, they have all their own machinery. And okay. so they send you, that's when they send you to Florence. Is it all cobbled together? Florence? No, <laughs> no. The machinery that the girl has. Like no, instead of being like all slick and polished, no, is it's it slick all? and polished. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact, they're all like scientists, so they say it's even better than the machines they had in oh, the, the last one. Gotcha. Because because none of those games actually take place in the time periods that you're playing it. It's all like you using somebody's memories to right. figure out stuff that ha- I don't really get it. Like I never really understood what was going on. But, Maybe the uh, movie will explain. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, CBS Films has picked up the rights to Deus Ex for a feature film. Okay. There you have it. There you go. Uh, Rumor has it that Rocksteady, the studio behind the Batman Arkham games, are working on a third Batman game, but it will not be a sequel. In uh-huh. fact, in fact, it is said to take place during Batman's early years and will focus on the Cape Crusader's first meeting with the Joker. Ah. There is even talk of other DC heroes making appearances. I like crossovers. Uh, yes. What's cool about this is they say, like, it... it won't be futuristic. I mean, I think Gotham in the last two games are futuristic, but right. this will have a 50s, 60s feel Oh, that's feel pretty to cool. It. Yeah. That is really cool. I like that. Uh, Stu- Stoom. <laughs> Steam will soon be available for Linux. The first game offered will be Left 4 Dead. You know, speaking of Linux, let's talk about this, this game system thing okay. on Kickstarter. So there's this company on Kickstarter. We bring that up because I don't remember how to pronounce it. I lost it. Um, there's a company... There's somebody Oya, who started a project on Kickstarter called what was it? Oya. Oya. How do you spell O-U-Y-A. it? O U Y A. So ooh, maybe it's oh yeah or oh yeah, something like that. And the the premise of this project is to do this little Linux based. Well, actually, isn't it Android based? Android. Yeah, Android based cube. That's a game system that you hook up to your TV. Uh, you know, a console system, but. The thing will be like under $100, including a controller, and it'll basically play, you know, mobile Android games. Um, and any the, the development environment will be either free or super cheap so that anybody can, you know, start trying to develop games for this thing. And the one rule that they have for developers is that some aspect of the game has to be free so that anybody who has one of these systems can at least play a part of every game or some aspect of every game without any cost once they have the console. So wait, these are mobile games? I guess they're, well, they're because they're Android games. Oh, I thought they were going to be more like... It's not going to be like a high-end thing because oh. it's, it's stuff that, you know, runs on Android. Um, but the thing is, is they were trying to raise about $950,000 They've already raised almost $5 million, and like half of that has been in the last 24 hours, I think. So if you pledge 100 bucks, when the thing is done, you get the console and the controller. Just in the last like minute, they've raised $500. It's crazy. It just keeps going up and up and up. So now I guess they're trying to come up with these new stretch goals, which is like if you're pledging more than $100, what do you, you know, if we hit this benchmark, what are you going to, you know, get and that sort of thing. So... But it's pretty interesting. It'll be something to keep our eye on. Estimated delivery date, like if you're one of the pledgers that gets a console, yeah. which is before they're releasing the stores, is March 2013. That's short. That's a short development cycle. Very short. I don't know how they're going to do that. Very not so long. Very not so long. Uh, all right. You want to move on to the next one? Sure. The last Guild Wars 2 beta weekend event. <laughs> 
I didn't write this, so it's new to <laughs> The me. last Guild Wars 2 beta weekend event starts on Friday, and it'll be the first time that players can create Asura or Silvari characters. We have not Glad been able I didn't to do have that. To say that. Yes, so there you go. And then, as we said, uh, the game will be out at the end of August. Yes, it will, which is very not so long. Very not so long. And again, buy the game, free to play, no subscription, even though it's an MMO. Um, Angry Birds is now available on the latest models of Samsung's smart TVs using its new Jester-based input. Jester? Gesture. Oh, I don't know why I can't you don't have to today. use. A, you don't have I to use coffee a... today, and it's like really messing with me. Gesture-based. Do you not drink a lot of coffee usually? No, I have like an espresso, but what most people don't realize, there's less caffeine in espresso than there is in coffee. Right. It's just the flavors so like more I intense. Coffee. There was coffee at home, so I had a cup. Right. <laughs> You should have seen his face when he said that. I had a cut. (laughs) I'm freaking out, man. It does. It freaks me out. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. And finally, the Lego Portal toy set. (laughs) (laughs) You yelled at me for saying toy set last week. I know. I know. Uh, Has received the number of votes needed to go forward with production. He wrote in the hee hee, by the way. The next necessary step is approval from the Lego jury. Yeah, I'm not sure I I get it. I need to go in front of the Lego jury. Could you imagine if you were found guilty? (laughs) I don't know. It would take you apart you brick by person. brick. Um, but I, I, I don't quite understand how that whole website works. I have to works. show you the picture. Well, I've seen the pictures. No, there's a new picture. Oh, there's a new picture? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't understand how that whole site works. I thought that that site was official where anything that happened on there was actually going to get made. But I, I guess that's not really the case. For somebody who's as into Lego as I am, I don't know anything about this, which I feel bad about. But there's only so much time in the day. You know what I'm saying? Pretty cool. There. So, basically, it's a diorama type set. Hey, come back here. It's a diorama type set where there's a room, and there you can see like the orange portal and the blue portal on the wall, and then there's Chell with the portal gun on a platform, and then some of the little uh, <laughs> some of the little droid things on the ground, and there's one of the signs, which I love the signs in Portal, and then you can see. Um, there's the uh, companion cube and some other stuff, but it's it's cool. It's cool. And then you saw all the other little bits and pieces, right? right. Like, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But again, I don't really understand how that site works. I don't know. That's all I have. That's all you got. That's all I got. All right, cool. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. What would you like to start with? You want to go right into the old MasterChef? Sure, but I did not see it last night. Oh, see, and I watched it this morning just so I would be caught up. So you I'm saw sure. the top nine, but you have not seen the top eight. Right. Okay, we'll go ahead and talk about the top nine then. Um, I don't really remember what happened. Well, I think what happened was there Tally's were- Tally's gone, right? I think there were some cooking competitions. Yes. And uh, somebody did not do as well as the other people and then went home. Pretty much how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I believe Tally is gone. Right. Yeah, that is correct. Happy about that. He was such a jerk. Oh, he was the worst. And I love how he always, like, he's like, you know what? The judges just don't see my vision. Yeah, it's because your vision is terrible. <laughs> they terrible. don't want to see your vision. It looks terrible, and it tastes worse. Jeez. But uh, still entertaining. Loving it. Uh, this episode, the top eight episode, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought it was. Have you seen it, Kelsey? Have you seen the latest MasterChef? Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. The grilling, the, the, gr- the cowboy grilling, and the eggs, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was a it was a good episode, um, and that's all I'll say about that. I'll, I I will say that uh, I am 
to the point now where I, I do look forward to this show, you know, a, a lot. I still don't get why it's on twice a week, though. Because then you go to your DVR and there's like 13 things piled up. If you, you know. Yeah. But I like that because I like that each episode of the week is different. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's not the same, you know, quick fire challenge than right. elimination. Right. Like you have the elimination challenge and then you have the pressure cooker or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, the pressure challenge, the pressure test or whatever. Right. You know, uh, while I was watching it this morning, they, they kept showing commercials for So You Think You Can Dance. I uh-huh. think that's the one. And they said for the first time this season, now I don't watch this show, but this- I do, so I'll answer your question. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, for the first time this season, they're going to do the results on the same night as the performances. It's only on once a week now. Right. It used to be on twice. Okay. But here's the thing. I wonder if they're going to use that mechanic on other reality competition shows to breathe new life into them because, you know, if they start to go down in ratings and stuff. Because could you imagine something where if you were, like, voting live on an idol performance night, how crazy that would be? That seems like it would be crazy. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. It's just like... Well, they don't get kicked off the same. They oh, get they kicked off the following week. Oh, I thought it was the results for that night no. were on that. Because that's what I'm talking about. That no. would be cool. They get kicked off the following week. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's boring. Like The Voice. The Voice did that. That's boring. Yeah. yeah. That show's still on? The Voice? Uh, not at the moment. Oh, okay. Um. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, that's been really good. Okay. Take me out. Still watching it. It's still. hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. I almost can't believe that all of those girls are writing their own stuff because some of the stuff they say is pretty funny. I mean, some of it's the same over and over. There's the, you know, they're the girls who like every time a guy comes out, they're all like, ooh, come to mama because right. she's going to teach you a lesson and bend you over her knee and <laughs> slap your bottom. And it's like, what are you talking about? Um, and there definitely seem to be some character types on that show. Yeah. But, uh, and then I'm starting to get the sense too that some of the girls are like staying lit for these guys just because it's like, I got to get off the show. Right. I got to get off the show. That's what I was saying the other day. Like, okay, there have been like five or six episodes of the show at least. Yeah. And s- some of those girls are from the original episode. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them, there's 30 girls. Yeah. You know, I mean, you so. imagine some of them, if they could, would be on there forever because they know. just want to be on TV, right. like the alien and right. stuff like that. But um, sometimes I'm just like, I'm really surprised. That and then some you of see the- some of those girls, and you're like, those girls aren't going anywhere. Right. <laughs> Right. I don't think we want to name names, though, because uh, that would be mean. But, I mean, some of these girls, you know, there are a lot of girls on here who are, like, what I would consider an average nice-looking girl. And then there's some girls who I think are much better looking than the other ones. And then there are girls, obviously, who are not as nice-looking as some of the other ones. And it, it's interesting to me some of the choices that the guys make. Only from the standpoint that they don't really get to know these girls. Right. So they're not interacting with them at all. And only a few of the girls make comments. So when a guy picks a girl that hasn't said anything that we've seen, it's like like, my friend Marissa. She never said a word. Right. She never said a word. And then he picks her. And then he said it was because they had made eye contact and he kind of had a thing going on with her. By the way, is she coming on the show? Uh, I'll get a hold of her. (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) You didn't even talk to her, did you? Uh, I haven't it. since we were here last night. Oh, no. my God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did like, uh, I don't know if you remember, there was this really cheesy, it wasn't the last episode, it may have been the episode before that, this really cheesy guy came out, and like, they all, at some point, they all had turned out their lights except for one girl, and like, she didn't realize that she hadn't pressed her button. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's like, is it too late? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the guy who was the, um, 
the the guy who owned the construction company who built his parents their dream house, uh-huh. who was totally in love with hockey, and he said, you know, but my first love is hockey, and all these lights went off, and he goes, but of course, if I was with the right woman, I'd you know, pare that way down so I could spend time with her. And then the girls were like, no, I want it back on. I want it back on. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a defi- fun light. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's kind of funny to see the follow-ups, too. Um, but anyway. You want to go on? Falling Skies. Falling Skies. Really? Falling Skies has been, been really good lately. It's yeah. been really, it's really, really good. good. This Ever last s- episode I thought was great. Yeah, it was really good. Why don't you talk about what happened, some of the stuff that uh, happened? Well, there's some aliens. And no. Oh, come on. So what happened? Um, well, they, you tell. Okay, so um, I can't remember most of the characters' names. That's one of the problems. Weaver's got some show. kind of uh, – Well, Weaver's infected with something. Right. So Dr. Glass is trying to take care of him. And then is it Matt and Maggie, the two that are always hanging out together? What are their names? Will. Will? Isn't it Will? Really? Walt. Walt? Now you're thinking of Lost. No. I thought it was Matt. It's not Matt? I don't think it's Matt. Is one of the other kids Matt? One of the kids is Matt. I know that. I think the youngest kid is Matt. Oh, really? Matt is the youngest. Hal. 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 And is it Maggie? The the girl who was used to be with Pope's group? Well, Margaret, it says, but... Yeah. yeah, Maggie. Okay. So Hal and Maggie are out patrolling, and, you know, he's trying to tell her how much he digs her scene. She's trying to tell him to shut up because she doesn't want to go there. And all of a sudden, they stumble... But there's something there. There's some secret. With her? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And, um, and so they stumble across all these... Like dead bodies of kids who have had oh, their spoiler harness, alert, by the way. harnesses removed, and um, and one of the people that they find is his old girlfriend, whose name is Karen. Is Karen, which <laughs> I I was gonna say, but you interrupted me, and uh, so yeah, let's not give too much away. But yeah. they take her back to the base, and let's just and say she's not as she appears. Mm-hmm. Good one. What's the middle brother's name? Ben. ben. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's a lot. There's some stuff that goes on with Ben, some but it was jinx. it was really good. It was really good. Really good hijinks. Yeah. yeah. But ever since that episode a few weeks back, where they were in that facility with the slugs coming down, ever since then the show has been a lot better. Yeah. No, like, it's good. Like, I'm enjoying it. It's faster paced for the most part. Um, there was that one episode with the bridge that was. I thought this good. last episode had a lot of great uh, character stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that there was. A and little... I didn't notice myself being like you know cringing. At any of the dialogue. Well, I think part of that was that Weaver was out of most of the episodes. Right. You're right. Because he overacts a lot, right. and they give him a lot of, you know, and he's one of those, you never watched Stargate, so you wouldn't get the this reference, but um, he's one of those, like, authority figures who's, like, way too wishy-washy to be an authority figure. It's like, you really think I'm going to let you go out there and do that on your own? It's like, well, Captain, we got to do this. All right, you sold me on the plan. Let's get moving. It's like, what? <laughs> You're just ready to put me in jail. What's going on here? How did how did you flip so quickly? But they do that with him all the time. Yeah. And there was a there was a guy in charge of you know Stargate SG One who was the same way. It was like I can't risk my troops going through that gate today. It's like, but sir, we can find something cool. All right, you sold me. You made your point. Get your team together and get on out of here. It's like, all right, cool. That was easy. I wish it had been that easy dealing with my parents when I was a kid. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so his his character needs a little work, I think, and he needs a haircut. Um. So, what else have you been watching? Um, oh, you got a little comparable. Well, Big Brother has started. Okay. 
And remember, we talked about Glass House. Yes. I still have been watching Which Glass was, House. They, I don't been know why. sued over now. Oh, really? For similarities to Big Brother. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and already Big Brother is so much better than Glass House. Oh, really? I mean, for what these shows are. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying that this is quality television. but. Right. Um, but I don't like what Big Brother's doing right now. And uh, and the reason I'm talking about it is because we have listeners who watch it also. That's fine. I, I'm not judgmental of you like you are of me. It's fine. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, now they did this thing where they brought four, uh, like, veterans from Big Brother. They brought them on, and they're serving as coaches. So each of the and people And I assume you mean people have been on the show before and not people from the military. Correct. Okay. And uh, so they're serving as coaches. So it's like four different teams now in the house. And uh, and I don't really like that because then the players are more listening to the coach than they are just doing what they would normally do. Right. So unless they start to, like, go against their own coach, mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, it's kind of just a game between four people then. Yeah. All these shows are bringing in these coaches, and I never yeah. understand what what the point of the coaches yeah. is. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll like, see what, what happens. Get out it's only it. been on twice. Like, so do we'll the see. coaches get anything out of this at all? Well, and there's, yeah, there's a money prize. For the coach, too? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that makes at least some sense. Um, and that's it for you? Yeah. Uh, we went back and watched the rest of the episodes of The Choice. There were only five episodes. Yeah. It was the two with the guys, the one with the girls, and then two more with the guys. And the last one had Dean Kane on it and... Um, Tyson Beckford. Tyson Beckford and then two other people I didn't know. Possibly the four most boring men <laughs> on the planet at this moment. <laughs> I mean, like, nobody had anything what interesting to What possessed you to even go back and watch it? Boredom, mostly. No. <laughs> Just, like, couldn't find anything else to watch. How was the one with the girls? Hilarious. That's what I've heard. Really funny. I need to go back it and watch really that It was really funny. It is that, on Hulu, so that I'll go was, back and watch it. In fact, that show would be much better if it was that instead of the other way around. Like, if they weighted it more towards that. Because that was really funny. Um, is it funny and, because of the guys trying to, like, you know, impress um, the girls? I think I think our culture in this day and age, I think guys spend way too much time trying to quote unquote be cool, right? Instead of just being themselves, and and a lot of guys don't even let themselves develop more of a personality in certain directions because of that whole thing of trying to be cool. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Especially especially with younger you know younger people. Um, so I I think there's less inhibition in that sense from women, especially women who have a really strong personality, because they're always they're always you know praised for that. Right. Um. So, so I think that's part of it, and part of it was a little uncomfortable. I mean, women can be very cruel. Like there was one part where these two women turned around for this guy, and you mentioned this the right. last time. How they were I don't know. Did they show it on a commercial or something? No, where, somebody told me about it. Oh yeah, where they were both where trying to like, say, you should "Oh, really can pick, I? You yeah, should you should. Really pick her. You should pick her. She's right. much better for you." And I mean, it was like really mean, and and was interesting because, um, Didn't one, one of, of the girls end up? ended up with that guy, right. and they supposedly had a great time when they were out. Right. I don't know, but um, I think that's a lesson in life, right there. I think it is. Don't judge a book by its cover. Um, unless the cover has really pretty pictures on it, and then it's fine. Uh, so we watched that. What else did we watch? Oh, we finally finished watching the entire series of Smallville. And it ends with a big prom. There was a prom. No, there was no prom. I have to say, it was pretty uh, pretty anticlimactic. As most series finales are. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just what the specific things that happened in the finale, but... Is he like Superman in the finale? He is Superman in the finale. Okay. Um, he's Superman in the finale. He's got the cape. He's got the outfit. He's flying. 
He didn't fly through the entire series. Oh, really? There was no flying because he wasn't ready to accept his what his role his and destiny. his destiny were. Right. Um, I mean, he he always knew it, but you know, he didn't believe it. You know, he didn't buy into it yet. So, um, so he finally flies at the end, and there were some nice nods to other Superman, you know, movies and TV show kind of things, um, which was kind of cool. But I guess the the bigger problem that I had with it was that the the energy and the vibe of the whole first half of the series was and I and I mean series and not season was so much more fun and it got much darker and much slower. Like they went from, you know, freak of the week kind of episodes to season long arcs right. that were not necessarily as interesting. To me personally. Now, again, I have never read a single comic book, so I don't know how true or not true to any of these things, any of any of these TV shows or movies are. Well, there's a prom in almost every comic book. Is there? Yeah. 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 Especially the ones that take place on other planets. (laughs) That was Earth's gift to the the rest of the galaxy was the prom. prom. Um, So, you know, for me, I, I liked it when it was a little bit faster moving, when you were discovering new things all the time and not so much this, you know, epic struggle between... Good and evil. No, I don't. Obviously, that's always a good thing. But, like, there was a lot of Clark battling his inner demons, so to speak, through a lot of this. And I don't find that as interesting when you carry that out for three seasons. You know what I mean? So um, so there you go. And then uh, there's a new show out called Perception that stars Eric McCormick and uh, why can't I think of her name from She's All That? Um, Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. Really a good show. It's kind of a... It's kind of um, got a lot of the qualities of both Monk and Lie to Me. And, uh, he's he, like schizophrenic, right? He is. He's schizophrenic. He's, uh, he's like a- um, He was on a talk show and he described it as beautiful mind if he solved crimes. Sure, that's fair. Right. Um, not, as, not as slow and sappy as beautiful mind, though. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I totally get where he's coming from on that, but his character is great and, and her character is good. She's not, you know, the writing is pretty decent. It's not, you know, super cheesy all the time. And the stories so far have been pretty interesting. So we're really enjoying that. It's only been on, I'm not a huge fan of him. I didn't like him at all before this. He's a little too cheeky for me. Uh, yeah, there's probably still some of that. I mean, you know, part of that is the, what the character demands, I think. Right. But uh, but I, I know what you're saying. But what's what's neat about it is he'll you know he'll see these characters during the course of solving a crime, and they're not actually there. It, they're only in his head, and right. sometimes he it's a while before he realizes that. But uh, but, but do you always know that? Or do no, you, no, oh, you don't always know that either. Fun. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. fun. Um, I feel like there's some other show that we started watching, but now I can't think of what it is. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of that. I think it's only had two or three episodes so far, but but it's good. I like it. Um, miscellaneous? Ready? Yes. It is official. Jennifer Lopez and Steven Tyler will not be judges on the next season of American Idol. Wow. That's big. It is. Though initial reports claim that both had quit the show, it has now been revealed that both had contracts that ended with last season's finale, and neither was asked to resign. I'm amazed by that. Um, Well... I, Not had, so much I had heard that she had when she did the first season she got twelve million. Second season she got fifteen, and apparently her reps asked for seventeen, and they're like, "We're not asking her back." Yeah, and then Steven Tyler they just didn't ask back. Well, that doesn't surprise no. me. But uh, so, but what? here, well, this may explain more. Okay, there is even talk that 
Randy Jackson may not appear in the following season. Producers he, are said to be considering an entirely fresh panel of judges. Now here's Oh, where, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Some names already being bandied about are Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blot, Mary J. Mary Blige, J. Blige, Kanye West, Adam Lambert, and Charlie Sheen. What is, again, didn't they learn their lesson From with Ellen? With Ellen? Yeah. Don't bring someone on that. Oh, sh- that was the other TV show we watched. We've watched Anger Management. And? The first couple were really, really funny. Really? Yes, really funny. The, the last one that we watched, the most recent one, was not as funny. So we'll have to see if it keeps being more towards the really funny or more towards the not so funny. Right. But anyway, um, I, I don't I don't like what I'm hearing. No, but I mean, you know, Mariah Carey would be good. Yeah, but already she's, there's because she's not. I just read something this morning that uh, apparently Nick Cannon, Mariah Carey's husband, yeah. has come out and said that they'll never be able to afford her, which is weird coming from her husband, who is the host of another reality show. So obviously. His worth is much less than hers. Well, at least he's aware of that. <laughs> I mean, he can't possibly think that he's right, as valuable right. as she is. But I, I, I mean, I do not want to watch Mary J. Blige or uh, Kanye West or I Adam don't Lambert. Watch Kanye, right? Adam Lambert has no business judging no anyone. Business, right? I mean, that that makes no sense. Uh, I like the idea of Mary J. Blige. It's the only one out of that I. And, and and I'm actually more interested in seeing the X Factor only because of Have you seen the commercials? The debacle that is Britney Spears. Yeah, but you see the commercials? Yeah. They're That's pretty funny. why. It looks funny. Yeah. But I, I think I think I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to make it through the whole season. Especially if they do the whole come and sing at my mansion with a full orchestration <laughs> in the background thing. I just couldn't deal with that. And and the stuff that was obviously faked and staged. Right. You know what I mean? Uh there's no need for that. Just let people sing. That's what we want to hear. We want we want people saying, and we want some underdog to, you know, become a star. That's what we want to see. We don't need all the shenanigans. You want a Bucky Covington? That's what you want. Uh, well, I, I'm not really <laughs> sure that fits into anything I just said. <laughs> um, though she has not been approached, Aretha Franklin has publicly stated that she would love to be a judge on the next season of Idol. Somebody should approach her. I definitely want to see Aretha Franklin on there. That's pretty cool. I think she'd be really uh, blunt. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah. I don't know her personality. Uh, you know, I don't think she'd be the like always saying something nice. She would not be the nice judge. I don't think so. Wow. So that could be good. Yeah. You're not going to mess with Aretha. No. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, Mark Consuelos, or shall I say Mr. <laughs> Kelly Ripa, will be a regular on the next season of American Horror Story. Uh, really? Okay. That's pretty much just in there so I could use that joke. Yeah. I like that. I'm glad you added that. Michael Bay has a new series coming to TNT. Oh the Last Ship is based on a novel that centers on a global catastrophe and the crew of a naval destroyer. Boring. I usually like global catastrophe anything, but not if the whole thing takes place at sea. Right. I don't... That's We need more settings than that. Yeah. The water world is not enough for me. But it does say global catastrophe and the crew of a... So maybe... Yeah, that could be okay. Maybe the two are exclusive. Maybe the crew doesn't know anything about the global catastrophe, and it's just about their everyday goings-on. That would be even worse. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like that one episode. You remember that? Oh, wait. You never really watched the rest of Battlestar Galactica, did you? Oh, no. i got to get back into that. (laughs) You'll never watch the rest of that. I have them. I have them all. I know, but... I, I, I will. One I can't, day see you have, can't see you having the time. I really wish you would watch Fringe. I'm One telling you, once you get that. into Fringe, you will absolutely love that show. I will. That's coming. Okay. 
And finally, Joel McHale will appear in a multi-episode arc of Sons of Anarchy. I have not seen that show. Me neither. It looks a little too grungy for me. Um, so Amy's cousin, uh, Richie Keen, who has been in a number of TV shows and, you know, commercials and stuff like that, is going to be directing five episodes of Always Sunny this fall. Really? Yeah. So it's a nice, nice gig for him. So we'll see how he does. And Amy said, Amy said, oh, a lot of people like that show. I hope you don't ruin it. <laughs> we saw him, we saw him at a you know a family party at at her cousin's house uh, a few weeks back. So I'm, I'm sure, sure he liked, appreciated I'm sure that. Liked the warm wishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, congrats and good luck to you, Richie. Uh, good guy. Uh, is that it? That's all, That's all we got. got. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about movies. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. We have both seen... We have both seen... The Amazing Spider-Man. The Less Than Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so you didn't like it, I take it? Uh, I didn't dislike it. It's uh, been done. Right. There's nothing I, new with this movie. Right. So I, I felt like I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Right. I was entertained, but nothing really stuck with me. Nothing. I agree. You know what? I'll say almost nothing. I will... Let me tell you my positives and negatives, and then you can tell me okay. Um. I didn't think the script was as strong as the first one. I agree with you. Um, I also felt like it wasn't... You know, a lot of people said that this was a smaller movie. And right. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. But no, I, I get that now. Yeah. It, it should have been a little bigger. Right. I have an issue with, and I looked at my watch, that we never see Spider-Man or the villain in the first hour of the movie. Yeah, that's too pretty much, weird. Too much. An hour. I mean, really? at least an hour. It was over an hour. Before he did anything my movie, spidery? My movie started at one. So figure previews in there. The movie started at one. By okay. the time he's, for the first time, wearing the real Spider-Man outfit, it was 210. Well, I'm not so sure that would be any different for the original movie. Because remember, he had, like, the homemade costume well, then maybe for a while I'll, and stuff. Yeah, but even here, he didn't have, he wore a mask for, like, right. three minutes. Right. I'm just saying there was way too much of a beginning. Well, I mean, I'm saying that because we've seen it before. Right. Um, now, let me tell you the, the plus. Well, let me get to the minuses again. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think the dialogue was as strong as the first. I agree. I mean, there were things in it that I'm just like, oh, that's stupid. Although, The although, thing at the very end, and I won't ruin it, but the thing that he says in the classroom was ridiculous. I don't even know if I know what you're talking about. I'll say it off the air because it's, it's, okay. it's, it's a big thing. It's the oh. last line of the movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Ugh. I know what you're talking about. So stupid because it takes all the credence away from the last 15 minutes. Right. I know exactly so what you're stupid. talking about. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. But what I liked about it, first of all, I like both of those actors much better than I like to Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst. Um, okay. Um, you obviously I, don't agree. But well, no, right. no, no. What I was going to say is. Well, wait. Let me, let okay. me just finish what I'm saying because this lends itself to okay. it. Um, I like that. Peter Parker wasn't just like some nerd. I like that he was troubled. He right. was troubled and he was dark. I like that about him. He he wasn't a, he wasn't a geek because he was like nerdy and and like you know smart and and you know kind of a, a right dweeb. Right. He just he you know he was troubled. Right. I like that. I think that adds a lot more dimension to the character. I do too. And not knowing really, I I never read Marvel comics, so I don't know what the original Peter Parker was. Right. You know which one it was, but this just to me. I felt more invested in that kind of character. I agree. I love Emma Stone. She does no wrong to me. So right, and I that. think she was actually one of the best things about the movie. I yeah. thought she's great, and 
the way she played that character, I really, really liked. I did find she's it hard such a to great believe presence, that, I think. that immediately, I mean, let's be honest, though, at the very beginning, like she's just immediately drawn to him to the point where like her first encounter with him, she invites him over to dinner with her parents. I thought that was unrealistic. Yeah. But it is a superhero movie, so I'm willing to suspend that. Right. The other thing I liked about the way, I don't even know, what is this actor's name? I don't even know his name. Andrew Garfield. Okay. The other thing I liked about the way that he played Peter Parker was the few times that I have seen panels from Spider-Man comics, it seems that Peter Parker was always like wising off to the bad right. guys, and he did a lot of that, whereas I don't remember that in the first one. Oh, uh, he kind of did. Tobey Maguire did it too. Yeah. I, it seemed like there was more of that in this one, though, yeah. and, I, and I appreciated that, but... Um, but yeah, I think that the I think that the original movie from ten years ago or whenever it was felt much more epic, yes, and much more real in a sense. Yes. Like this felt like a movie, whereas that felt like this stuff could really be going on. You know what I mean? Like yes. I, I believed that movie a lot more in terms of the overall setting, the overall feel of it. Whereas this one, not only did I feel like it was smaller, but it it seemed it seemed too insular. Like it just right. wasn't like affecting the rest of the world that much. I also don't think we had enough connection and it j not that they didn't spend enough time in it. Cause they spent enough time, but like the enemy, I didn't really feel his struggle. Like it just was. So the little we knew about him, it yeah. was like, I just don't think it was written well. That's right. My main, my yeah. main complaint. It wasn't written well. I agree. But I, 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 like you said, it was entertaining. Right. It was but entertaining. We had seen it. And even with this villain, even though this is a villain we haven't seen before, it's the exact same as the villains in all the other Spider-Man movies. They're yeah. always they're always some scientist that like all of a sudden gets caught up in the thing he's working on, and then it takes him over, and he gets you know addicted to it. Yeah, and then it makes him an enemy. Isn't that every other Spider-Man movie? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, and if that's the theme of if the theme of Spider-Man is that you know man versus technology kind of thing. You know, uh, man versus himself. But basically. find something a little different with this one, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm not they, disagreeing with you at all. They just didn't need the origin story. Why didn't they just start with like Spider-Man's other adventure? Yeah. We know. know. We know the Spider-Man story. I don't know. And I don't know enough to know about the difference between Mary, whatever, and Mary Jane and Mary J. Gwen Blige Stacey. and yeah. yeah, Gwen Stefani. I don't know the oh, difference. There's a big difference no. between Mary J. Blige and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Um, but you know, so I, I, you know, I don't know what's right, what's wrong, right. any of that stuff. But, um, but yeah, Emma Stone was my favorite part of the movie. She was, yeah. she's just great. She's, uh, she does no wrong to me. And um, you never saw her in the TV show Drive, did you? TV show Drive. Yeah. No. Yeah, she was in that. That was the first time I ever saw her. Was that with Pete, Peter Facinelli? Maybe. I can't remember if he was in that. Nathan Fillion was the main guy. But it was like an ensemble cast kind of thing, and she was in it, and that was the first time I'd ever seen her. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. It was entertaining, but other than her, not much of the movie really stuck with me, and, like, I kind of had forgotten about it pretty much by that the end of the night. Did you find it? Yeah, but I had to go way down to find it. Yeah. Well, it was from a few years ago. It was not Peter Fennick, generally. But you know who's in it is that Kevin Alejandro, who plays Lafayette's boyfriend in True Blood, Oh, so that's probably where I'd seen him before. Yeah. Oh, and Dylan Baker, who's the creepiest man in film. There, let me see his picture. <laughs> he is. He Just is. from the movie. He did, is a creep. Did you ever see that movie he played where he was a uh, child molester? Probably not. Oh, my God. The fact that he still gets work after Were there the robots in it? And he was so good in it. Well, that's why he's getting work. Yeah, but it was like, I can never look at him the same way. Really? You know it's just a movie, right? <laughs> I'm aware. i got to find the name of that movie. 
Um, and there, I mean, there were a lot of character actors in that show that you would recognize, but it was just such a dumb, bad show. And it was very disappointing because I think that was the first thing that Nathan Fillion did after uh, Firefly. And so everyone was hoping it would be great, and it was definitely not, not great. So great. Very not so great. Um, so while you're looking that up, I'm going to intro that you will next be talking about what you've seen for your Tony's classic film project. That would be nothing. Nothing. So I'll go ahead and move on to the I fact. Find the movie. Uh, I think it's called fine. like Love and Happiness or oh, I don't know. Or just happiness. Maybe it's just happiness. We watched Wrath of the Titans on uh, pay-per-view, mm-hmm. you know, on demand, whatever you want to call uh, it. Totally crap. boring. Crap. I mean, there was no reason at all that I can see for that movie to have been made. I don't get it. Because, you know, Clash of the Titans, at least with Clash of the Titans, if you like the story, it was kind of neat to see an updated version that looked really cool and all that kind of stuff. But even in Clash of the Titans, I was bored because it was like, I've seen the story already. You know, the exact story. Um, and this one, I, I mean, it, there was, it was just pointless. And you would think it would be better because Wrath is much more severe than Clash. Yeah, Clash you could just you bumped into each other. Right. Wrath is that, that's, somebody's pissed off. Right. I want to say one more thing about Spider-Man. You know what else? I, I really liked – I liked that the casting of the characters and the portrayal of the characters was more realistic in many ways. I thought Aunt May and Uncle Ben much better with like, you know, they were so cartoony in the first one. I don't even remember who played Aunt May. She's just character actor. Yeah. But she was so cartoony, remember? Yes. I mean, like, Sally Field was really good in this. She was. She was. And I like Martin Sheen, yeah. too. He was good. And there was no, you know, with great power comes great responsibility Right, speech. right. I mean, there was a similar type but of thing. It but it was seemed more, more heartfelt and not so, like, And not you so know. we're trying to create a catchphrase. Right, right. Although I, I don't think at the time I had the sense that they were trying to create a catchphrase. It just it sort of became one. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think it was in... They had all the elements to make it great. It was no, like you said, there was no reason to redo the origin story. No, they reason. should have just done another Spider-Man movie. And I think it should have and had I, a different writer and different. Director. And you know, I I wasn't. They had crazy. all the elements to make a great movie. I wasn't crazy about the the villain either. No, I mean, like I liked I liked him as the scientist. I thought right. he was actually really good. Like I really liked his character as the scientist. But as the villain, what? Yeah, why was the reason he was so obsessed with with becoming the lizard? I mean, like what? What did he? He didn't even really do anything. He that, wasn't obsessed with becoming the, the lizard. He wasn't obsessed. Well, with Well, he becoming was like the addicted lizard. to becoming the lizard. Right, but but you the, just because his arm grew back? No, 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 no. We we saw that there was something. There was still something wrong with the formula. Because remember, he looked down. Peter looked down and saw the one mouse eating the other mouse. Right. So you knew that there was still something wrong with the formula, and it was creating like extreme aggression. So it wasn't that he had a conscious reason to want to be the lizard, which is why at the end... But he was always aware of what the lizard was doing when he came out of it. But the formula was messing with him. It was making him aggressive. Right. So that's that's why, because it was messed up. You know, just like you were saying before. It's the same thing that happens to all these guys. Right. They're overtaken by their own creations. Ah! <laughs> it's never good. Uh, you want to go on a miscellaneous? Sure. Uh, it has already been announced that the third and final book of the Hunger Games trilogy, The Mockingjay, will be split into two movies. So, part three, part one, mocking. Part three, part two, J. Yes, and let me just say, if it's anything like the book, you can s- skip mocking. Really? I was the, so bored with the first part the of the The whole book. first half of the book yeah. is boring? Yeah. Maybe it'll be better on the, on the big screen. I also didn't like the end of the book. In fact, it makes me, because I finished the book 
the last book after I had seen the movie. So remember how excited I was about the movie? Yeah. But I'm so, unless they fix it, which I don't see them doing, um, I was so disappointed with the end of the whole trilogy that like I'm not even that excited about the next. Oh, movie. well. But I will say the next movie was my favorite book. So. Whatever. So it's the Empire Strikes Back syndrome. Speaking of their Hunger Games trilogy, yes, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman has been confirmed to play the role of Plutarch Heavensby in the next film, Catching Fire. Is it Plutarch or Plutarch? Um, I don't really know because okay. I read it and I don't hear it. Gotcha. I read the book. I didn't get the audiobook. So there you go. So perhaps it is Plutarch. I'm just asking. I don't really know. The names are so weird. It could be either. Good. It could really. Uh, though major reviewers aren't allowed to comment on The Dark Knight Rises until Thursday. Really? Rumbling... Yeah. Gag order? Embargo. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Rumblings about audience reactions seem to state that the film will be another critical darling. I, I'll say it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I did not like The Dark Knight. Uh, most of everyone disagrees with you. Most. But I have found. That's your opinion. I have found other people that yeah. didn't like it just you like I didn't like it. A couple other dorks. No. I, just, I have a lot of good reasons for That's not liking it. That's a fantastic movie. Whatever. One such screening ended with a 10-minute standing ovation, and there has already been some Oscar talk. Now, was that the screening at the studio by the people who made the movie? Sure. <laughs> uh, Oscar talk? Yeah. For a Batman movie? Heath Ledger won. Yeah, but I guarantee you. That had nothing you, to do with him dying. I, that is complete not. BS. I guarantee you he would not have. Absolutely deserve that Oscar. I guarantee that he would not well, have there's won. there's no way to prove that. I know. I absolutely guarantee you he would never in a million Oscar. years. I entirely disagree. Entirely. Well, go watch Battleship again and then... I'm not saying that should be anywhere near the Oscars, okay? But it's my go-to. Christopher Nolan has confirmed that he will absolutely not have any involvement in a Justice League movie. Or a Justin League movie, because they're thinking about that superheroes that Justin Bieber is the head of, (laughs) and he doesn't want to have anything to do with that With Justin Timberlake and Justin Long? That one? That one, (laughs) yeah. The Justin... Now it has to be made. It's out there. Justin Bieber, How could he not Justin be a part Timberlake, of that? and Justin Long. <laughs> I would watch this for Justin Long. By the way, I caught it started the other day, and like I missed the first five minutes. <laughs> so I caught like ten minutes of that in time with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I was mildly entertained. So I, I told you it was I entertaining. It. I'm gonna watch. I it. I told you it was entertaining. I believe but, it's taping tonight. But they're, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a silly premise, but. It's probably entertaining. Whatever. Yeah, I guess it's a silly premise. It's a good sci-fi premise, I think, because it's one of those. It's one of those. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right. Kind of stories, and, and I like. I usually like those. And it's the writer director of Gattaca, which I love. Yeah, that was a great movie. Um, three of the Avengers are returning with their own sequels in the next two years, and Marvel announced their titles at Comic Con last week. You ready? Yep. Thor: The Dark World. Ooh. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. And Iron Man Three. <laughs> wow. It really went to town on that last one, huh? That can't possibly be the final title. That is the final title. Really? Well, Iron Man 2 was Iron Man 2. Okay. Wow. And his suit is all gold. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I have to say, in The Avengers, I liked his new suit that uh, could be put on and taken off while he was walking down yeah. the thing. That, that was, was really cool. cool. Yeah. I like that. Marvel Comics' first African-American superhero, The Falcon, will appear in the upcoming Captain America sequel. Anthony Mackie from The Hurt Locker and The Adjustment Bureau has already secured the role. You know who that is? I would probably know by looking at him. He's the guy that looks like Will Smith. Just like Will Smith. What? But younger. What? I don't remember any such person. You will see. And you will I, I didn't see The Hurt Locker, but I did see The Adjustment Bureau. 
And I don't we'll remember. see, and you will agree. Okay, he looks nothing like Will Smith. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? He looks just like Will Smith. I totally disagree. His eyes are too far apart. I like this guy. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's great in The Hurt Logger. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked him in The Adjustment Bureau. Um, he was good in it, though. Yeah. I like this part. And I don't think it was as bad as you thought it was. It is. Uh, anyway, keep going. There are talks of a vacation no, reboot in the works. No, uh, That's what I said, too. But I could see it with Ed Helms in talks to star as Clark Griswold. No. I could see that. No. No. I'm, not I'm sorry. That. Ed Helms is nowhere near as likable in the same way that Chevy Chase was at that time. It's just it's, they're totally different people. Of course. That's why it's a reboot. I well, and because Chevy Chase is way too old. Right. But che I'm sure Chevy Chase is going to be in it if they do it. I don't know. He's still doing comedies. He's still on that uh, community he's show. He's not on that community show anymore. Oh, he's not? No. You oh. remember that whole hubbub of him going off on the producer and blah, no. blah, blah? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't you talk about that. Podcast, right? Well, we didn't talk about it. What happened? No, because it was like common common news. He started to complain about his script, saying that it was garbage, and like, and then he stormed off the set and never came back. Wow. So now that the showrunner is gone, what's his name? Uh -huh. that, that dude who left. I don't know. The guy who was the executive producer. I don't know. Uh, it's still up in the air whether he will return or not, but most is saying he won't. The showrunner, you mean? Or Chevy no, Chase? Chevy Chase. The showrunner's gone. Okay. He quit or fired or something. After that happened. Yes, but gotcha. not because of that. Oh, then you think they were not related? Um, well, I listen, I heard an interview with Joel McHale on uh, one of my podcasts. And he had nothing but nice things to say about the showrunner. And nothing but nice things to say about Chevy Chase, but he did say that Chevy Chase was very difficult to work with. But he said it in the nicest way. Yeah. And said that he was surprised how he do, stayed on as long as he did. How do you say that in a nice way? Like what Chevy, Chevy Chase is Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase does what Chevy Chase wants. And anyone who knows Chevy Chase knows that that's the way he is. Yeah. So to try and put him in a situation like that where, you know, you're kind of expecting that from right. him. Right. Right. I saw, um, when I was doing the treadmill the other day, I saw what was probably last season's Christmas special, which was not nearly as good as the Christmas special of the first season, which was hilarious. But uh, it had some really good moments in it. it Does that have claymation or something in it? No, this one didn't. No. It was basically a Glee spoof because... Oh, I remember. Yeah. Well, in a, previ see it, but in a previous it. season, the Glee Club, Club all died in a bus crash. And so in this one, the uh, I forget what happened, but there was some I don't even remember what happened, but there was something that happened that the whole Glee Club like couldn't do the Christmas performance, and so the head of the Glee Club you know recruits the study group <laughs> to be in it. That sounds really funny. And so what was happening was, um, so he started with Abed because Abed really wanted them all to spend Christmas together, but they all had other plans to do other things. Right. So Abed was like, you know, he went to talk to the Glee guy and he's like, you know, I really, I, I really just wanted to spend Christmas together. You know, just me and all my friends, you know how he talks like that. Mm -hmm. And so the guy started pitching him this idea about why it would be great if they all did the show together. And so Abed started like infecting them with Glee. And, you know, so they kept making fun of the TV show Glee while they were doing this episode. And there were some really funny moments, like, at the end, Jillian Jacobs' character, um, you know, was, like, the only one who hadn't been convinced that uh, 
you know, they they should go back to the Glee Club. And so she sees Joel McHale's character. I don't remember any of the names. And so she sees him walking down the hall. She's like, I can't believe they've they've all like agreed to do this. It's ridiculous. It's only you and me now. So he turns around and he just points at her and he goes, <laughs> like an in invasion of the body snatchers. And then they were all in the show and stuff. Right. So there were like a lot of funny little things that they did. Um, funnier than that little. Funnier than that. Yeah. That yeah. No, there were some really stuff, really yeah. funny lines in it, but but not as many as the one I had seen before that. Right. But anyway. Uh, where were we? Uh, Channing Tatum will produce and star in an Evil Knievel biopic. You know, I think, I think an Evil Knievel biopic is a good idea. Is he dead? I don't know. I believe so. I think he. I think he might be. Yeah. But his son does stuff, right? Evil Knievel Jr. Yeah, slightly bad Knievel. <laughs> the not so evil Knievel. <laughs> slightly obnoxious Knievel. Uh, uh, the Prometheus Blu-ray will contain 15 minutes of bonus footage and a slew of extras. Explaining the plot. Who doesn't understand the plot? No, I'm just... Because there was a lot of vagaries. That's probably not the right word. Vagaries? Probably not. <laughs> Jessica Biel will play Marvel hero Viper in the next Wolverine movie. There should not be a next Wolverine Thank you very movie. Much. There Thank should you. not be a next Wolverine movie. Is is uh, Hugh Jackman going to yes, be? Okay. of course. They wouldn't make a movie without a uh, Wolverine movie without him. Okay, I'm just checking. Uh, finally, Richard Zanuck, legendary producer of such films as The Sting, Jaws, and The Exorcist, to name a few, is dead at 77. <laughs> My life is over. My life is over. And it's not even the weekend. It's not. So uh, before we end this segment, let me just ask you, who should have beat Heath Ledger in the Oscar category actor in a supporting role? Okay. Ready? Yep. Josh Brolin in Milk. I didn't see it. Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. I didn't see it. Philip Seymour Hoffman in Doubt. I didn't see it. Or Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road. I didn't see that either. Proved, that that, that doesn't that prove points. anything. I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those. Well, then how can you even say that he shouldn't have won? Because I don't. I. I. There was nothing about that movie to me that was Oscar worthy at all. His performance was absolutely. I completely disagree. Why? What was your problem with his performance? I just didn't think it was anything special. Oh my god, you're crazy. I just didn't think it was anything special. He was a character who like did crazy stuff for the sake of doing crazy stuff. I didn't really care about him. I didn't think there was anything special about well, it. You weren't supposed to and, care about him. He was, and that yes, you should. You should care about the villain. You, you should. You should feel something for the villain. That's what makes for a good villain. You should understand them to a certain degree. I didn't understand him enough to care. It's nonsense. It's not nonsense. The best villains are ones that you can identify with on some level and actually respect on some. He was level. too crazy to even sympathize with on any level. That doesn't make him a good villain. That just makes him crazy. And I'll tell you some other things about the movie that I hated. The whole first part of that movie that took place in the parking garage with the scarecrow, that had nothing that to do minutes? with anything. That had uh, nothing to do with of, anything. It was just hearkening back to the first movie. For no reason. There was no reason to do that. There was a lot of stuff in that movie I didn't like. The, the Two-Face, most of that was pointless. Completely pointless. The only reason that he was in there was to so set you're going to tell me that no, Iron wait, wait, Man wait, wait, wait. Two is a better movie than The Dark. No, Knight. but I didn't say that should be nominated for an Oscar either. No, I'm not talking about Oscar. I'm just saying you said you didn't like this movie, but you liked Iron Man Two. So you're telling me Iron Man Two is a better movie than The Dark Knight. I'm not saying if it's better. I'm saying I enjoyed it more. Um, and like the only reason Two Face was in there was to set up the thing at the end where he had to decide who to save. There was no other reason for Two Face to be in that movie at all. And they could have done yeah, that. The whole movie was about like the whole. Uh, uh, it's all right. Uh, 
I disagree. There's gonna be no. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. We're not gonna agree, so no. it's not even worth. No. Gotta get to another 15 minutes debate <laughs> over Nora Ephron. <laughs> How's she doing, by the way? <laughs> Still not, dead? Not so good. <laughs> And I don't mean that as any kind of insult. We're just joking around. All right, so she that's can't it. Hear you. That's it for <laughs> you. Don't know that. That's it for movies. That's it for movies. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about everything else. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else in the old mashup. Moosh, moosh, mooshy, moosh, moosh, moosh. See, I'm glad I waited. Uh, all right. So here's the deal. If you're like Tony and you don't really know anything about Batman, that's not true. But you really, really, really love cars. That's not true. You'll be excited to know that a new documentary is in production about yes, the Batmobile. It'll cover pretty much all versions of the Batmobile from every incarnation of big and small screen Batman. And it's not just like, here's the Batmobile and here's the other Batmobile. I mean, they're talking to the producers, designers, actors, all these different people who have been involved in it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Now, did you say it's airing? They're showing something about it tonight on the CW, like okay. 20 minutes of it or something. But it doesn't come out till holiday season, and it comes out on like Blu-ray. It's that's not cool. Gonna be released so the then. thing tonight, will there be a prom? Oh, yeah, it ends yeah, okay. with a prom. Okay, yeah. good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, all right, it's official, everyone. Virgin Galactic will begin space tourism flights next year. Six people per week, initially, will be able to take the suborbital flights up and back. The $200,000 tickets also include three days of training at Spaceport America. The flights themselves will go up about 62 miles, and uh, just keep in mind that most commercial flights top out at about five miles. And astronauts will experience a few minutes of weightlessness on the trip. If you think the ticket price is out of this world crazy, I see how I did that because it's space flight. Uh, keep in mind that enough tickets have already been paid for in full to fill two years worth of weekly flights. So just to fly up out of our atmosphere to float around for a few minutes. To the edge of the atmosphere and float around for a few minutes and to be able to see basically the Earth from space. $200,000 pop. It's it's craziness, it's but ridiculous. it's also cool. I mean, everything's it's, everything's got to start somewhere, you know. Uh, air travel was crazy expensive when it first started too, right. so it's it's so cheap now. Uh, yeah. Gotta love the one percent. Yeah, moving on. That has nothing to do with anything. Don't turn this into a political not, thing. That has I'm nothing not, to do with anything. I can just leave it at that. But that's political. Whatever. My God. I'm editing that out. <laughs> the Subaru BRZ, the joint venture between Subaru and Toyota, sold out in Australia online in three hours. Granted, that only translates to 201 cars slated for the land down under this year, but it's still pretty impressive. In iPhone 5 rumors, some are saying that Apple might announce the next iPhone in August and that the phone might be available shortly thereafter. Others are saying the display is being made by Sharp and that because it's a much thinner than the current one, It'll use a lot less battery life, leaving more for actual 4G connectivity, which is all, of course, rumors. But they're pretty sure about a lot of these things at this point, aren't they? Uh, the National Ignition Facility, doesn't that just sound cool? Like the National Ignition Facility. It sounds like there's one group of people who's responsible for, like, lighting up the country. <laughs> the National Ignition Facility at Lawrence Livermore National Labs fired a 500 trillion watt laser for a split second the other day. Uh, the goal, eventually, is to fire the thing at a hydrogen pellet, creating a nuclear fusion reaction that'll get more power out than it puts in, which would, of course, be a very good thing, because that's the whole promise of cold fusion, is being able to get a lot more power out of something that you put into it. 
Uh, a company called Norman Design has created it's a... It's like putting garbage in the uh, flux capacitor. Exactly. Right. That was a cold fusion reactor. Right. That's a, it's exactly the same thing. A company called Norman Design has created a 160 degree, uh, sorry, 160 inch, 175 degree curved screen specifically for people using it for actual Formula One training. It comes with a movable F1 body, weighs 110 pounds, and costs $114,000. So it's like connected to the, the well, body it's, of the it's, car? Well, it's not move? like a, a whole real car body, but there is a fake car body attached to it. So yeah, when they're driving it, the whole thing and moves. And the screen moves with it? Uh, well, the screen. Um, or I don't is know the, the screen, screen big enough to where the screen like it's 160 inches and it wraps all the way around so it covers their entire peripheral vision wow. so that it's really like an F1 you know like a real F1 trainer but wouldn't it be cool to hook that up to an Xbox or something you know have all your peripheral vision covered and have it be at the right perspective so that it looks like your real vision um, Finally, I'm sorry to say that if you have hopes of living on the moon someday, like after you take a ride in Spaceship 2, for I instance, won't. you might want to think again. Turns out the moon is a passive killing machine. Ah. The dust on the moon floats around everywhere, thanks to the moon's microgravity atmosphere. And although that doesn't sound too scary, keep in mind that the moon dust is really, really sharp. Ah. It could ruin your eyes and is even sliced through three layers of Kevlar-type materials. Bummer. Wow. Yeah, I guess when the first astronauts got back and they had a little moon dust in their throats, it was like ripping up the lining of their throats and stuff. So it's that's pretty good. bad. That's I, I'm sure that's on purpose. I'm sure the aliens put it there so we wouldn't come back. Sure. Because they told us not to come back, and now we can't because of this. Which, of course, brings us to the point in the show where we reveal our votes for the best and worst entertainment moments of the week. Tony, please, as always, give us your worst. Um, I'm going to have to probably go with Spider-Man. I just yeah. expected more. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it's not a huge worst. Yeah. But it's, it, it is I was what it is. You know, I was entertained. Sure. I didn't, I didn't come out of there hating it. Right. But I came out of there like, eh. Wishing there was more to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd I never see it again. I'd never buy it. Yeah. So nah. there you go. Nah. Nah. I mean, the next one could be good, though. Nah. I have hopes for the next one. Yeah. But right now, eh. Nah. Your voice keeps getting higher, nah. too, I've noticed. Uh, for my worst, I'm going to have to go with the fact that I paid 10 bucks for the, <laughs> what? This, this should be good. For the, um, like, the Atari, uh, like, the, all the uh, zillions of Atari games on the iPad. Uh -huh. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the Atari so, yeah. whatever. It's 10 bucks? It's like, well, it's 100 games uh -huh. for 10 bucks, which is not too bad. Well, but, apparently it is bad. Well, but here's the problem. Of the week. Well, here's the problem. You can't control anything. Like with you the on-screen on controllers, you need that arcade thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you don't need it. It's not. It doesn't because Atari has nothing to do with that arcade thing. Well, how it's, do you control it then? Well, on-screen are controls. So like, there's an on-screen so trackball. You can ball. control it. On you screen. can control it on screen, but it's terrible. It, like yeah. the controls are terrible. Uh, it was so disappointing because Enzo was like so excited to see all these old arcade games because you know, he sees pictures and hears us talking about. Do they sell stuff like a joystick for the iPad? I don't know. But I think I might get one of those arcade, little iPad arcade cabinet things. Aren't they a little expensive? Aren't they like 80 uh, bucks or something? They are 80 bucks, but I think they're on sale right now at Toys R Us for like 60 bucks or something. I don't know. Hold on. Let me see if there's an iPad joystick. But that, that was really disappointing. Yeah, you can get an iPad joystick for like under 20 bucks. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? They just... No, you don't want it. No. Why? Well, I don't know. What are you saying? They look like they just attached... To the bottom? No, like to the screen and like... I, that doesn't even make any sense. What is it doing? Just touching the screen for you? 
Like rather than you moving like this to go up and down, you're moving the stick, but it's like. Well, why wouldn't I just do that with my finger? That's ridiculous. Well, no, that would be that would work better. Yeah, until it pops off after four seconds. Right. <laughs> I, I might just get one of those things because I mean, there's a lot of great games. And what's interesting? Have you ever seen that that game that program? No. Because it, it, there's like a launcher, and then whatever games you've bought, you know, you can play through the launcher. And so I just bought so all of them. So the same as the Midway one I showed you a couple weeks ago. Right. Right. So those also are compatible with that. Right. That's what I've heard. But what's cool about it is that it's not just it's it's both arcade games and the 2600. So like Adventure is on there and some of the other stuff. So you can really <laughs> rock Why would out. Why you want to go back and play those? I don't know. Nostalgia. You know. After one minute. Well, what's amazing though is there actually are a lot of good, legitimate reasons to want to go back and play the arcade games. I mean, they're still the arcade challenging. Games, yes, they're still challenging. But the it's 2600 amazing. games now. Well, not the arcade ports, but some of the original 2600 games were fun. I mean, they looked terrible, but they were at least fun. Adventure was a fun game. Yeah. You don't remember that? <laughs> yes, I remember. You don't think it was fun? I, well, I certainly wouldn't think so now. I don't know. I, I did it. when I was like 12. Yeah. You might think it's good now. <laughs> I don't think I would. But anyway, so that was my biggest disappointment because I was so looking forward to like playing some of those games with Enzo. And then uh, like we couldn't. So none of them? Like none of them are... are Playable? Uh, like, let me give you an example. For asteroids, you had a fire button. Okay, that makes sense. And a hyperspace button. That makes sense. And then there was a circle on the screen. And you just keep turning your finger? No. Where you move the circle not only turns the ship, but also thrust, depending on how far out from the center of the circle you are. It was like impossible to control. <laughs> impossible. Well, you know, that's always my issue with iPad games and why you very rarely hear me talk about them because I try a lot. Yeah. And some of them, just the, the controls are so bad. And I will actually, before I purchase the game, I will read through the reviews. And if anyone says controls are terrible, I yeah. don't buy it. I'm out. You're so out. that's why the one I talked about, I don't even remember the name of it. Oh, Knights of the Round Cable. Yeah. So great to control. I don't have a single complaint about the controls. Yeah. See, and it's just, you know, your button on one side, button on the other side. Yeah, that's cool. It's because there's no anything that takes any kind of joystick or like. It's impossible. It's hard. It's yeah. just impossible. I mean, even I hate to say it, but even Pong was impossible to control, <laughs> because not only okay here, and this may actually be a bug in the the software, but so there's like a slider where you you know move. Well, let's to, make it easy. Well, you would think so, <laughs> but I swear there were a couple times when I had it all the way at the top of the screen and the ball went over it. It's like. You're not letting me go all the way to the top? <laughs> like, I couldn't actually get the ball. I, I think I was out of Pong in under 30 seconds. Like, done. Game over. Yeah. Impossible. Maybe you're just not that good. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I just don't think that's it. Uh, what about your best? Uh, my best, I'm going to have to go. I told you in the car earlier. I went uh, last week to see Heart. Right. Classic rock band Heart. Yes. At one of our... Uh, Local concert venues here, yes. the Horseshoe Casino in uh, Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> in Hammond, Indiana. Now, let me ask you a question: yes. Were the 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 male members of Heart were they consistent throughout the band's no. career? Okay, the, so the they were just like studio are, musicians. I'm sure. I don't know. Okay. No, I mean back in the day, Heart was a group. Heart was a group before. Right. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait. What were you just going to say? I was wrong, so I stopped myself. I was gonna say Hart was a group before Annie and Nancy Wilson. It was they weren't it was only one the two of them, of them was, was originally in Hart. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't did. know that. Yeah, Anne was in it first, and then Anne like it's a long story. She like got involved with a guy, and then they started a group, and it was Hart, and then Nancy joined. But there. it wasn't like Abba where it was two couples, was it? Or was at, it at some point? Yes. It, oh, okay, it was. But okay. not they, they didn't not start initially. as two couples. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Okay. 
Actually, the song Magic Man is about the guy in Heart that Anne was with. Wow, so I guess their mom didn't really right. like him too much, huh? Right, and she never married him, so. So there you go. Oh, Anne. Okay, right. Anne. Yeah, right. Uh, easily one of the best girl groups of all time, if not the best. Yes, and still consistently, like, amazing. Like, yeah. Her voice, and Wilson's voice to this day, amazing. And the way Nancy, like, plays guitar and rocks out, like, whipping her hair around and stuff. Yeah. They're in their 60s. Yeah. And, like... I think it was a nice little uh, nostalgic trip for I me. I think like, I think Ann Wilson probably has the best female voice in like rock and pop. Sure, probably. I think I, I think between her and I mean, if you really want to go pop, I would put Karen Carpenter in there because her voice was amazing. But oh, but but if talking about rock, I think between Ann Wilson and Stevie Nicks, you know. Right there, you got your top two. I probably. don't think Stevie Nicks has the power that Ann Wilson has. No, but I'm saying I would put she Pat has... Benatar above Stevie Nicks. Really? Yeah. Pat Benatar is more yes, hard all the time, though, whereas Anne... No, not at all. Really? No. Her last five albums are all just pop. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. But and Pat Benatar was a classically trained opera singer. Yeah. So, I mean, she's got that. Stevie Nicks has no range whatsoever. Yeah. But she still has a great voice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's soothing. I'm not saying she's bad. Right, right, I'm just right. saying... Yeah. You know. Plus, Pat, Pat Benatar had the hair. That was a problem for me. You, <laughs> you like your chicks with no hair? <laughs> No, I didn't more like the hair. hair that she had. Yeah, oh, I want okay. more hair. I want more hair. <laughs> and she spawned that whole legion of women who cut their hair that way. Yeah. You know? And then it became just a fight between her and Dorothy Hamill. I think we know who won. I really don't know. <laughs> I think we all lost, actually. Uh, for my best, I'm actually going to go with Perception on TV. Really? Because I didn't expect to like it, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, but I really enjoy it, and I've really enjoyed what we've seen so far, and I'm looking forward to it now. Now it's become one of those shows that now I'm, you know, I can't wait till it's on again. Really? Yeah, That's yeah, I really like it. I really like it. I enjoy that hey, kind of show. Hey, did you notice show. that the Mentalist is now on is TNT or USA? Did it jump channels? Yeah, used to be I, on like CBS. I don't. I'm not a big fan of that show. I thought you liked that show. No, I'm not a fan of that show. I don't like his character at all. I thought you liked that show. No, I can't stand. I can't oh. stand his character. It's on whatever the same channel that Dallas is on. I don't know if that's TNT or TNT. USA. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know what it is. There's something about the way that character is portrayed. Because you could say that you could say that House on, on the show House is a jerk, but he's not really a jerk. He's a very, very flawed guy mm-hmm. who happens to be a jerk most of the time. But you know he's really not a jerk. Whereas there's really nothing about the main character on The Mentalist that I think is very nice. Like, he's just so rude and obnoxious to people. And I certainly don't care that he's hunky. There's no reason for it. Right. There's no reason whatsoever. No. I mean, I understand why his character's mad. Because but that, of those eyebrows. No. No. <laughs> That's why I'd be mad. <laughs> no. Because a bad guy killed his wife and his well, kid. Well, that'll make you mad. Right. But he shouldn't be taking that out on everybody in the world. And he tries to make everybody's lives miserable. You know what I mean? Mentally? No, physically. <laughs> <laughs> and mentally, So where does the mental part come in? He used to pretend to be uh, psychic. That's where it came from. Pretend to be? So he yeah. wasn't. He was he was bilking people out of their hard-earned cash. So he's not really a mentalist. No, he's not. Oh, well, no wonder it never lasted. It's poorly named. It's still it's on, ba- isn't it? Can you switch. just say it's still on? Yeah, but it's on a different channel. <laughs> oh, okay. That sure doesn't count. As much. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. We got anything else? You got anything else to go over? Would you like, is there anything you'd like to say specifically to the listeners right now? Okay. I just yeah, wanted you know to give what? you give that us, opportunity. Give us your uh, views of the Dark Knight. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I thought it? you were going to say give us your email address and social security number. 
We'll take it. No, I don't want that. We, I don't oh, want we that don't at all. That. We don't want that. Oh, no, we don't it's want too that. much trouble. Yeah, let us wait. Let, let, wait, what did you ask him about? What other people's thoughts on The Dark Knight was. Uh, not only that, but I want to know what other people thought of Spider-Man if they saw it. Um, yeah. If they agree with you and I, or if they really liked it, or if they really hated it. Because I didn't hate it. I just I didn't hate it. No, it was just there was kinda, really nothing offensive to hate no, about it. No, not really. A little cheesy dialogue, a little cheesy acting here and there. Like, but, had it been the first Spider-Man movie? Like, if those other Spider-Man right. movies didn't exist, it was a good movie. Right, but I, I, I prefer... I still think the dialogue could have been better. Well, yeah. We said that, didn't we? Yeah. Before? Oh, I'm saying it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's and, nothing really uh, clever in it. Right. I know what you like mean. A couple little jokes would have been, you know, clever there were, And there were a couple, but... But they weren't clever. No, they weren't. No. <laughs> they were more like geeky jokes than, you know... Yeah. What I consider like Star Trek humor, like it's like if you're a fan, you'll think it's funny right. because of the premise and setting, but it's not actually funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, let us know what you thought of that. And uh, don't forget that you can visit us on Facebook. You can leave us messages. We love to get messages. Do it. Do it. You should go to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating if you never have done so before. Do and, it. <laughs> and as always, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.